0: Before I bring on my guests, here's what I'm thinking about in real time. Now, lots of news outlets are covering the federal bribery trial of L.A. County uh, City Council, or L.A. City Council member Mark Ridley-Thomas, who used to be a L.A. County Supervisor. But yesterday, I heard one of those interviews. Uh, it was an eight-minute interview on KCRW radio, and host C- Steve Chatakas interviewed author and journalist. Aaron Aubrey Kaplan, in what was dubbed an overview of the Mark Ridley Thomas federal bribery trial. Now, in this hour, I'm going to play for you the interview. I'm going to break it down frame by frame. And at the conclusion of this 30 minute segment, I hope you will have a greater awareness of how what goes on in a courtroom and coverage of a trial can be grossly misrepresented even by outlets purporting to provide an overview of a trial. And as you listen to this interview, I want you to just keep in mind that we are living through a time when issues of race and political legitimacy and their portrayal in the media are having a profound impact on our communities. Uh, Even the basic history of how black folks were brought to this country is being questioned. Efforts to reform our uneven and racially biased criminal justice system from arrest to prosecution have been under attack. And it's because of this that stations and networks that are owned by African-Americans, we're called upon to be the voice to remind folks of our true history and of the bedrock principles of our legal system. Principles such as due process, presumption of innocence and fundamental fairness. We have to do that even if other networks are cavalier in casting them aside. So to that end, I ask you to listen to the first two minutes of this KCRW interview, dubbed again an overview of the trial of Mark Ridley Thomas. And when we come forward, I'm going to break those two minutes down. I'm going to play the entire interview and I'm going to discuss what's really happening inside that courtroom and those bedrock principles of our legal system that has to be those principles that have to be at the forefront of any coverage of any trial, and particularly when you're talking about a trial of an African-American male. Play the two minutes.
1: Continuing on now with Greater L.A. from KCRW, I'm Steve Chiatekis. Mark Ridley Thomas has been a powerful political fixture in the city and county of L.A. for decades. His personal and political friends call him a civil servant who cares about the community he represents. But federal prosecutors are painting a different picture. They say Ridley Thomas schemed to steer local government money to USC when he was a county supervisor in exchange for favors from the university that benefited his family. They brought a 19-count indictment against him with charges that include bribery and conspiracy, and they call the case one of, quote, «power, privilege, and lies». Journalist and author Aaron Aubrey Kaplan is here to give us an overview of the trial, which is now underway. Hi, Aaron. Hey, Steve. Talk about how we got here. How how does I mean, Mark Ridley Thomas, I mentioned it, you know, a fixture in his district um, in that part of L.A. County, too, when he was a supervisor. How does he go from pretty beloved council person supervisor to to someone on trial for corruption?
2: I mean, and this has nothing to do with the charges against him really but it just gives you some context he was he was prickly he was he was not exactly people person his constituents people approached him in the district to with ideas etc he he was not warm and fuzzy guy um it's just sort of his personality um and frankly in his years on the city council i thought that um he could be his own worst enemy and a lot of a lot of what might have happened in Lemert Park did not happen in Lamert Park in Crenshaw. I think he fared a lot better on the as supervisor. It was more. It was not so uh, ground level, and it was better there. But I will just say that throughout his career, I think Marcus had a um, a streak of, I guess you could say, arrogance, and that that was his kind of, you know, his own worst enemy and potentially could you know um, do him in not in a legal sense necessarily but certainly relationships with constituents and others
0: stay, stay with stay us. Stay- KBLA talk 1580 when we come forward more on the alleged or so called overview of the trial of Mark Ridley Thomas
3: She's the real deal in real time. time. You're listening to Areva Martin in real time on KBLA Talk 1580.
4: Need legal help? Attorney Jovan Blacknell is an aggressive trial attorney specializing in criminal defense and civil litigation. Look no further than the law office of Jovan Blacknell. From personal injury to criminal defense, Jovan Blacknell has the knowledge to protect your rights. The law office of Jovan Blacknell understands the stress and anxiety that come with legal issues. That's why the law office of Jovan Blacknell supports the right to a fair trial. For Los Angeles Councilmember Mark Ridley Thomas, are you facing a legal battle? Log on to fightforjustice.com. Don't go through it alone. Let the law office of Jovan Blacknell fight for your rights. Log on to fightforjustice.com. Let the law office of Jovan Blacknell take the worry and stress out of your case. Call 310-469-9117 today for a free consultation. That's 310-469-9117 or log on to fightforjustice.com. Law office of Jovan Blacknell, where experience and dedication make the difference.
3: KBLA Talk 1580 welcomes the U.S. premiere of the Bob Marley One Love Experience. Open now through April 23rd at Ovation in Hollywood. Enter to win a pair of VIP tickets on the KBLA app or KBLA1580.com. A One Love Experience poster, vinyl record, and souvenir. This has been a community call to action brought to you by KBLA Talk 1580. 1580.
4: At Charmin, we heard you shouldn't talk about going to the bathroom in public, so we decided to sing about it. Roll Charmin Ultra Strong when you in the beat, it cleans with way less effort on your seat. Yeah. Roll it, drop it, roll it, drop it. Okay. Charmin flows extra strong from the road, Get your butt hella clean while you're sitting on the bowl. yeah. it's all you need for that bathroom groove, Get you in and out without nothing to prove. Charmin Ultra Strong cleans better so you can use less. Enjoy the go with Charmin.
2: What do you mean he went searching for fresher powder? We have full classes today. Instructor down at Vesper
0: Ski School. Support
3: each other to snow plow, honey. Not a way.
0: She needs more ski instructors to slalom through the day-to-day.
2: Pizza? Fries? Whoa, Braley, no, pizza pizza!
0: Indeed can help her hire great people fast.
2: I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly
3: connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit indeed.com
0: slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
3: This is KBLA Talk 1580. Talk radio. That's music. We're unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. The way we spend our time defines who we are. You're listening to Ariva Martin in real time on KBLA Talk 1580.
0: I'm back. And I'm talking in this... 30 minutes about the way that news media outlets are covering the trial of L.A. City Council member Mark Ridley Thomas. I heard this eight minute interview yesterday uh, on KCRW. I just played uh, two minutes of that interview. and What you heard in that two minutes was Mark Ridley Thomas referred to as prickly, as not a people person, as not warm and fuzzy, uh, as a person who has a streak of arrogance and by even the best interpretation of that so-called overview of the trial it wasn't an overview of a trial it was rather an ad hominem attack that had nothing to do with the evidence the facts witnesses arguments or rulings that have been made in the courtroom over the last week and a half and how do i know that i know that because kbla is one of the few and maybe one of the only uh, radio stations that has gavel gavel coverage of the trial. We actually decided uh, before this trial began, rather than rely on assumptions, rather than rely on information that was going to be passed to us uh, secondhand, thirdhand, but to put a justice correspondence in that courtroom, to put a experienced criminal defense attorney uh, in the courtroom that would have eyes and ears and would be able to, on a first person basis, witness what was happening in that courtroom, and then come to my show every day at 435 and report out what she saw. Tell us what these witnesses said. Tell us what happened on cross-examination. Tell us what the rulings were by the judge. And that has been happening every day that this trial has been uh, going forward. And our justice correspondent, she's never mentioned the word prickly. She's never mentioned uh, warm and fuzzy or not being warm and fuzzy or having an uh, arrogance, a streak of arrogance. And the reason she's never mentioned those things is because those aren't things that have been said inside that courtroom. Those aren't pieces of evidence. That That's not any Uh, of the uh, testimony that has been provided by the witnesses. That's not any of the testimony uh, that has been, uh, you know, submitted in any of the documents uh, and they're voluminous documents that have been submitted in this trial. Now you may not like Mark Ritley Thomas and you may not, you know, think he's done a good job during the years that he's been in service at the county level, at the city level. But if you're going to give an overview of the trial, you got to give an overview of the trial. You can't go in on the person's character, can't go in on his record, because you now are not giving an overview of the trial. You're talking about the person's personal, uh, you know, effects, their attributes. And that's not what a trial is about. Those don't go. The person's character in this case or what they did in uh, just terms of serving people in their district uh, may come into evidence, but it's not going to come into evidence in the way that we heard on that interview. And those are not what you would expect. Those kinds of comments are not the kind of comments when someone is giving you an overview of the trial. I want to play the next uh, couple of minutes of that interview.
1: Well, I mean, it's it's one thing to be prickly or to be arrogant. Sure. It's another thing to be accused of doing something illegal. One of the main charges, we're talking about money that Ridley Thomas is alleged to have steered to USC, right? We're talking about $100,000, is that what it was, to a to right. certain department? And then in exchange for things that benefited his family, namely his son, Sebastian, who was a state assembly member, right? Um who had Who had stepped down uh, for health reasons but was also accused of sexual harassment? talk a little bit about that about that about that specific thing that that uh, the prosecutors are focusing on
2: um I've heard arguments I've heard you know um, people say, well he was trying to help his family, he was trying to help his son well, sure he was
1: Helped his son by getting a job at USC he right? his
2: son. Yes, where he has <laughs> right. exactly yeah um look. Uh, I heard s- someone argue to me, well, you know supervisors uh they they all give out money for you know certain reasons, and they 're kind of like a bank <laughs> or something like and I said, you know this is public money, this is not a bank, and so no it- he should not do that I mean, no matter how much he wants to get his son a job or whoever else a job. I know sometimes the line can get gray, you know um course supervisors um uh parcel out money to organizations etc but there's a process there's a transparency this is not what this was one of his arguments
1: to be sure seems to be that 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 you know what he did was unethical but not illegal Is, is anyone buying that this is you know obviously this is this is with the usc thing and the and the social work department there, we've already had a a, a guilty plea by the, the former dean of that uh, of that department at USC. So, I mean, is anyone buying the unethical versus illegal thing?
2: I'm not. I mean, I, I look think something certainly can be unethical without being uh, illegal. Of course, you know this investigation was ongoing. Um, it took t- it took time took us some time to get here.
0: It looks pretty bad, frankly. Let's break that portion of the interview down again, frame by frame. A couple of things that were said in that segment. One, heard someone argue to. Again, that's why it's so important that you have someone in the courtroom, that KBLA has our justice correspondent. I have been covering trials for CNN, HLN, and other networks for over a decade. And those justice correspondents that CNN and these other networks send into those courtrooms, they come out and they give evidence they give us the facts they give us what happened inside those courtrooms so we are opining on what has happened inside the courtroom not on arguments that somebody said to us or somebody said to our mama or our daddy or made you know third fourth hand information that is not trial coverage another point that was made uh the biggest point is a conclusion the the guest says this is not what that was We don't know what that was. There has been no conclusion in this trial. Mark Ridley Thomas has not put his case on. The government is still in its case. And again, from what we are hearing from Dion Raymond, our justice correspondent, the defense is poking serious holes in the prosecution's case. Several of the witnesses called by the prosecution, according to our justice correspondent, have actually given testimony favorable to Mark Ridley Thomas. So we cannot draw any conclusions at this point. It would be premature to do so. And the biggest thing that I heard in that segment, which is just factually incorrect, is that Mark Ridley Thomas is arguing that his conduct was unethical, but not illegal. When I heard that in the interview, I scratched my head. I went back to my notes. I called Dion Raymond at. Uh, ungodly hour to ask her did I miss something did Mark's team argue in their opening because they haven't put their case in chief on so they haven't put on any witnesses so the only time that they could have made any statement about this being quote-unquote unethical or illegal would have been during opening statements so I said Dion did Mark Ridley Thomas's team make such a statement and she said categorically no Categorically, no, that his team has never argued, and you know, and definitely not in their opening statement that Mark Ridley Thomas acted in a way that was unethical. To the contrary, she said, she said that they argued in their opening statement or made the statement because technically, you don't argue an opening statement, you tell the jury what the evidence is going to show. And she said they presented in their opening statement that the evidence would show that Mark Ridley Thomas acted in good faith. They said that there's going to be evidence to show what he knew and what he didn't know. There would be evidence to show what he was told and what he wasn't told. There would be evidence regarding the county contracts that are at issue. Uh, There would be evidence regarding the sexual harassment claims against his son, as well as evidence about his son's illness and the reason that his son resigned There would be evidence about Mark Ridley Thomas's efforts to get some of the work, whether it's work around probation and reentry or work around telehealth and mental health, that that work began long before, long before there was any issue with Sebastian Ridley Thomas or the dean at USC. In fact, started as early as two or three years before the timeline that the government is relying on. She said also in that opening statement, His defense said that there would be evidence that the government rushed this investigation, did not talk to key members of his staff, didn't talk to key members in the community that had vital information, but yet they talked to the employees at the university. So again, let's be clear. Facts matter. You can't be cavalier or loose with language and you can't make up stuff that's happening inside a courtroom. Let's play the last segment of that interview.
2: Um, Certainly wasn't unethical. And, you know, Mark has a degree in ethics. He he knows this, but, you know, I I just don't I I just don't think that, you know, that he should be given a pass in any way. I'm and I'm very aware of all the support he has and, and the arguments that this is not that serious and, you know, Therefore, he shouldn't be charged. I think that's a very slippery slope. And um, I think I don't think there should be a uh, another standard for a black politician, although certain you know, are they are they unfairly scrutinized uh, sometimes for sure. But I frankly don't think this is the case. And, you know, but again, the trial will will resolve this one way or the other. You know, it's really untimely. It's because, you know, L.A., is, is, is losing black representation, uh, losing um, figures like Mark Ridley-Thomas. Um, but if Mark had this, to do this over again, um, he probably would do it differently.
1: There's been a lot of talk, Aaron, about the monetary support that he's gotten. We're talking an estimated nearly million and a half dollars in his defense fund from, from people like former Dodgers owner uh, Frank McCourt, McCourt still owns the parking lot at Dodger Stadium. Um City Council member Curran Price, w- what's going on there?
2: Uh, you know, this is um it's a big go fund me for Mark Riley Thomas and that's fine. He has, you know, cultivated a lot of support and that's uh that that does not sway me in terms of his guilt or innocence. So he he is not without support. That's great. And and I have to say I don't this is a a very different response to a uh, an accused uh, a, a public official um, indicted for corruption than, say, Jose Huizar or someone else. <laughs> it is kind of remarkable the show of support. And again, I think it speaks to, I mean, you know, how connected Mark was and how liked he is, despite his, you know, some history of being prickly. Um, um And that's great. I don't know if it'll make any difference in terms of the outcome. But again, I think the core issue is if he did what he's accused of doing, it's it's illegal, and we should not um, excuse it because he is one of a dwindling number of black politicians in L.A.
1: Aaron Aubrey Kaplan, journalist and author, watching the trial like the rest of us here in L.A. Aaron, thanks for coming on and talking with us.
2: Thank you, Steve. Always a pleasure.
0: You know, there's one thing that I agree with in that segment, and that is that Mark Ritley Thomas should not be held to a different standard. But that also means he should not be held to a higher standard. He should be held to the standard that all criminal defendants are held to, and that is a presumption of innocence, fundamental fairness, and due process. And if you're going to do trial reporting, if you're going to do an overview of a trial, give the facts, be objective, and stick to the witnesses, the evidence, and the testimony that's introduced in the courtroom. That way, when there is a result, when the jury deliberates, when they reach their ultimate conclusion, there's confidence, there's evidence, there's confidence in that decision. And that's the only way, that is the absolute only way that trial coverage should be done. And I'm so proud that KBLA uh, is showing the rest of the city of Los Angeles, the state of California, how to do objective trial coverage with a justice correspondent inside that courtroom. And In our next segment, that justice correspondent who has been in that trial every day since it started joins me to give us her gavel to gavel comprehensive coverage of the federal bribery trial, uh, United States of America versus Mark Ridley Thomas. We bring you the facts. We bring you the evidence. We bring you everything that happened inside of that trial when we come forward. Stay with us. KBLA Talk 1580.